Welcome to Licking Non-Vanilla, a sex-positive hour of talk about kink, sexual mores, and writing dirty words. So grab a cup of cocoa, your favorite easy chair, and the lube as we go sailing into the dark, sweet waters of all things naughty. On Licking Non-Vanilla with your hosts, Ralph Greco Jr. and M. Christian. You have reached Licking Non-Vanilla, as you sometimes do if you come over here and, and, <laughs> and lick with us. Uh, my name is Ralph Greco Jr., I believe, on the crazy east coast of the United States. And across the aisle from me, but not, not so far away from my heart, is... Aww. <laughs> Chris, otherwise known as M. Christian, from the green wilds of Eugene, Oregon. Mm. You know, I heard we're supposed to get more more wet stuff this weekend, Chris, more snow. But right now, it's it's beautiful out. So I don't know about... What's it's going? actually kind of warm where I am. Okay. So it's like, it looks like winter is kind of on the way out. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> now, right now, we can't see her. We saw her a second ago, but I think we can hear it. Sarah, are you there? I am here. Okay, so Sarah's there. And so I- we're going to talk to Sarah. I was going to say, I can see all just fine. Well, that, well, aren't you the lucky this one? This is like the voyeurist um, thing. It's like, right. you can't Which, see me, but I can see you. Oh, I love, I love this. <laughs> um, so that, and I think hopefully, because the, the, the program says it's recording her. So, and maybe she'll come back. There we go. Anyway. So that's uh, that's Sarah Sloan that we're talking to. I, I, we call her Sarah Sloan A, but um, that goes way back. <laughs> and Sarah, the first time we spoke to you was with uh, Hashtag Open, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, they are still doing great stuff. And, um, you know, I still peek back into the app periodically to see, you know, who's out there and what new is going on. Um, but, yeah, I was uh, I worked with Hashtag Open for a little bit and then decided to take a little break and now i am um i i am in a uh sadly vanilla day job um but it gives me the freedom to be able to do what i love which is be able to teach and do my podcast and travel and you know be a bon vivant kinky person about town so let's talk about what's the name of the podcast tell everybody what the name of the podcast Um, is we are a social intercourse podcast uh we are a whopping 22 episodes in and cool. <laughs> we, you know, the thing that I love the most about teaching, and it's not even me teaching, it's about the conversations that happen. And mm-hmm. when you get kinky and sex positive people and polyamorous people together, the conversations really sprawl across all sorts of, of areas. You know, it's not just about who you have sex with or how you have sex. It comes down to, you know, conversations about politics, conversations about mental health, conversations mm-hmm. about, we actually just did one on cybersecurity uh, for, for queer cool. folks, because, you know, we know that the way that we fuck and the way that we love is, is a political act. And mm-hmm. so, you know, we just, we want to have these conversations and you know 22 episodes in we're having a great time and the listeners are super warm and affirming with feedback and they point us in great directions for for new guests so uh yeah that's my little uh, passion project right now we well, know it's weird we were my producer and i were just talking about this before we 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 clicked on with you that when you were on initially uh, that show and, and we, we're still, unless you have a reason for this, and I think I did ask you, 
that show got a spike in Ireland like you would not believe. I, I mean, it was. I mean, can you <laughs> can you tell that I have red hair? No, I know, but, but are you are you a, are you a goddess over there? I mean, you're a goddess to us anyway. I mean, well, you, you know, every woman is a goddess, right? Obvi, but um, are you a goddess over there for some reason? No, like, no. You know, I I spoke with a wonderful podcaster. Uh, in Ireland and had a great conversation with her. But that's, um, until this past fall, that was the closest I'd ever come to Ireland. Yeah, um, it was just, and we were thrilled. I mean, you know, because, you know, every so often we'll look at the metrics. Well, my mm -hmm. producer will look at the metrics and, you know, oh, you're, you're spiking here. You guys do a good, you know, like, uh, um, you know, they, they love they love Chris in India, you know, whatever happens yeah. to be like, well, they yeah. love Chris everywhere. <laughs> um, you know, it's, it's so strange because we have had, a couple of times that we've been listed as like one of the top sexuality podcasts in Botswana, which is like, <laughs> okay, that's, um, that's, that's super random. And right. I, I would love to actually talk to the people. Um, you know, this is kind of the one sad thing about podcasting is that, you know, that there are people out there, you can see the stats, but yeah. you, you, you know, I'm curious, like, what what is going on in your world? What do you want to hear us talk about? So it's very, it, yeah. even though we're having a conversation, it it can often feel like we don't know where it's landing. But some of some mm -hmm. of those places where things land, it's like it's just planting seeds. And mm -hmm. I want to see the gardens grow up. I want to see, like, you know, who are the people that are listening? What are they doing in their life? What are they thinking about? I'm just totally fascinated. And at some point, you know, when I'm when when I am a goddess in Ireland and can afford to, you know, pay for some statisticians to do fun stuff, maybe then, you know, we'll be able to dig into like, what are all of the people that we might not otherwise encounter experiencing as a result of our work? It's and, and like you're saying too across the board culturally, you know. Mm -hmm. I, I don't, yeah. I don't know. I mean, I, I, I it is kind of neat to think that what we're doing here right now goes out across the globe. So who knows who hears it, yeah. and you know is crushing on us for some reason or doesn't like us for some reason. But, <laughs> and I don't know how they couldn't like us because you know we have Sarah Sloane on today. Well, but but, <laughs> but as writers, but, don't you don't you periodically feel that as well? You know, you're you're written. Oh, absolutely. Words. Um, you know, like Chris, I, I remember, I think the last time I was on with you, I was like, I knew your name way before I knew you because I had mm -hmm. read a book or I had read a story that you had in one of Laura Antonu's books. And so, mm -hmm. so like, I already had a mental picture of this person mm -hmm. who is the writer, you know, and, <laughs> and we always project our own thoughts about what folks do, but right, you know, it's, right. it's really cool to be able to almost have a relationship that doesn't necessarily have to be like in the same space. Um, you know, we put something out in the universe and then people come up to us and say, oh, that that story or oh, that class or oh, that, you know, I listened mm -hmm. to your podcast and I just, you know, like I really I had a shitty week and man, I laughed so hard, you know, and it's those <laughs> are the kinds of things I think that that's like our legacy, right? Yeah, I mean, I, I did. I hadn't I met Chris, met Chris through writing to him for he, he Chris he had a blog called frequently felt and I would send him stuff mm -hmm. and he rejected me more than he ever accepted me and then <laughs> I hadn't met I, it took me like another year and a half I think to meet him and you know um that that's that was interesting because like you said I had a certain concept of him of him in my head yeah. and uh and you know he and of course he 
He's much more devilish, devilishly handsome than you could ever imagine. But, um, <laughs> oh, I can see. I can see. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, he's got so, that silver fox thing going on, which is I know, very popular you know, with he, everybody. I know, I know. I know. It's, 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 it's all I could do just not to just stare dreamily into the, into the screen. Um, but... But you're right, and and we don't we don't know. I mean, I don't know where things land and how they land, and and who's listening or or here or reading. And it's kind of nice, you know. Chris, Chris sent me when I, w- I was doing a bunch of writing at one point, and I Chris I hired Chris for this and a whole bunch of people. And Chris, you send me a couple of writers, and he sent me mm-hmm. this one really nice lady that I work with, and I finally met her at a convention, a kink convention in um, in New Jersey. And she came up to me to say hi. I'd never met her before, and she introduced herself, and it was really wonderful to meet her. She had been writing for me about it for about a year and a half, and she said, and it was really nice because she said to me, you know, for that year and a half, you saved my life with that work. And I mean, mm-hmm. it was pittance. I wasn't paying her a lot, but it was just enough to get her over the hump, you know. Yeah. And she said, you know, you have no idea how much that helped me. And I was like, man, that's like that's the greatest thing in the world to hear <laughs> yeah. from somebody, you know. Oh yeah. To know, know you affected their life that way. Yeah, it's it wonderful. Really so, mm-hmm. so I think we do touch a lot of people. Oh, absolutely. You know, um, in ways we never know. You know, mm-hmm. and, and it's it's a nice it's a nice thing because there's people out there like us that we 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 want the connection as well. We wouldn't do this if we didn't want it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, Sarah, what? Oh, absolutely. Sarah, what are you working on right now? <laughs> like, uh, other than I mean, you're you you're talking about your day job, but. In in the in the you know in the in the world of uh, naughtiness, what are you working on right now? <laughs> um, I'm actually really really excited. I've been working with the wonderful, amazing people at Crystal Delights for mm-hmm. uh, a little bit, and I've known uh, I've known Shelley and Andrew. I've known Shelley for probably 10, 12 years, and mm-hmm. um, you know, it's just really. I think as I've as I've kind of shifted into kind of like the middle of my life, one of the things that's mm-hmm. been really important for me is to do work that I'm passionate about with people that I believe in. Right. And, you know, getting a chance to work with somebody who is just so ethically and uh, she's ethically sound. They, mm-hmm. you know, but they they really do want to create a better world. And, mm-hmm. you know, and this is like, you'll hear this from people in, in the adult novelties. I'm using the official phrase, adult novelties. Yeah, right, right. Um, it's like there is nothing novel about that eight-inch long plastic <laughs> penis, right. trust me. Sarah, not in my and Chris world, there's nothing novel about it, but go keep going. <laughs> <laughs> let, me, let me show you exhibits one through 58 that are under my bed that are things that people sent right. me. And I, you know, this, this is the sad thing is you do adult industry long enough and you have you you start having friends who are like i really don't need any more sex toys could you just right, not yeah. send chris, me more sex just, toys? You know, chris, definitely right chris i mean we, yeah. you know how much no. oh yeah i have a closet full of them are yeah. you kidding it's just like i can't wait for the landlord to come over and do an inspection and go it's like okay a bathroom's okay kitchen's okay Draw, uh, go open the closet and it's like yeah. you know five feet of sex toys yeah. it's like you know i mean i have a problem yeah yeah i you know it's it, it is kind of I appreciate it, but at a certain point, you're kind of like, unless this does something that I am really not expecting, I'm yeah. fairly certain that I can talk to you about how you might want to use this. Like, it's, yeah, it's yeah. not magic. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I'm, so I'm, I'm actually about to go to uh, an adult industry show for the first time in years because A, pandemic, and B, you know. Um, and so I'm, I'm really excited about going out there and kind of not just not just helping 
crystal delights out at the booth occasionally, but also I love to see what people are coming up with in terms mm-hmm. of the adult industry. Cause there's always like, there's the two polar, there's like the mainstream middle of the road stuff. And then you have the polar opposites. You have the stuff that's like, that is so perfect. How has nobody done this before? Mm, and then you have mm-hmm. on the other side, who even thought that that was a thing that was necessary for us to have? (laughs) And I'm not going to call names on adult toys because I might have to have cocktails with this person next Tuesday. But but yeah, there are just some that you're just like, who the actual fuck thought of this? And how did it get through any kind of peer review or quality <laughs> control, right, right. you know, um, which yep, is why yep. I love, mm-hmm. I love folks that do the reviews because like, right. you know, put mm-hmm. it into people's hands who are not getting paid by the company and, and see what works. But there's so much yeah. amazing stuff that's coming out on the market. Um, the, I think it's called the bump it. Are y'all familiar with this? Chris, don't know that one. Chris, what was the thing that wasn't the thing you showed me the last time? You, no, that was a handy or something similar. Yeah, I think okay, it was so called. That's, sorry, uh, Baldo, Baldo. Oh, it was Baldo. Yeah. That was that's what. That was Baldo. I just reviewed the, the handy right today. Handy are the yep, people yep. that do the the the. Um, I don't think it's called the bump it. I think it's called something else. But um, it okay. is mm-hmm. a hands-free way to adapt sex toys. Um, so cool. people who have mobility issues or who have oh, neuropathy, okay. um, but I, I love that we're at a place now where we can, you know, we've kind of got the depth in the industry, but we don't have the spread that includes all kinds of bodies. And mm. so the mm-hmm. fact that people are actually, um, that there's a groundswell movement for small creators to really innovate is that's kind of the entire adult industry. It's like small creators innovate. And then the big guys for the most part are just kind of like, Oh, we'll make, we'll make a version of that. But, Mm -hmm. um, Mm -hmm. you know, I just, I, I love that, that like small business mindset marketplace. That's really about what things could we create to solve problems that people have in relating to their bodies or relating to their sexual partners. And it's not just the quick solution of like, oh, well, well, let's just make yet another vibrator. You know, it's like Mm -hmm. actually talking to people uh, and talking in a judgment-free, shame-free way about like, what do you wish that could happen? What's missing on the market for you? And people are listening and people are innovating. And so I'm I'm really hoping to see some really amazing innovation. And that's cool. Yeah, That'd it's be cool. I'm really super now, what's excited. The name, what, yeah, well, what is the name of this show actually that you're going? Uh, to? This is called the Altitude. Uh, it's either Altitude Lingerie Show or Altitude Intimates. I just know Altitude, okay, cool, but cool. yeah, it'll be the MGM Grand. Excellent. MGM so, Grand. Big, yeah. Oh, not the MGM wow. small, the MGM Grand. Right. <laughs> well, not God the forbid. MGM Magnum either, but, you know. Now, size isn't everything. Well, you know, size Magnum, isn't everything, guys. Yeah, isn't, the, isn't the MGM Magnum with ribs? No, for, the MGM, for, it, the problem with the MGM Magnum is it's really only good for about an hour, and then you just want to get go. out. Um, there so. you go. MGM Magnum ribbed for your proje- oh, ribbed for her pleasure. Oh, well, um. That's the default for larger size condoms, too, because it is like, um, y- y'all aren't sponsored by Trojans, right? Okay, good. Um, no, 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 no. Oh, my God. They're, uh, so as a sexual wellness and sexual health educator, mm. I cannot 
disabuse people of the fact that those are the best ones to save my mm. life. People go for them because, yeah, I think part of it is the cachet because everybody knows if you've got a con- box of condoms in your checkout mm. aisle basket that say Magnum, people go, oh, oh, yeah, <laughs> right. I, know, I know what you're packing, friendo. Um, well, I, know, I, just like, I just like really... Big uh, um, uh, water balloons. Yeah, I was going to say you can get a whole exactly, of water exactly. Um, but they're just it, you know, it's <laughs> this was the, one of the things that I loved and also hated when I managed adult retail is people coming in and um, people with penises who literally had no earthly idea how to get a condom that fit right. And when yeah. they would say like, "Oh, condoms are uncomfortable," we would, you know, it's like that's a ten-minute conversation if somebody's willing yeah. to participate. Of like, well, are mm-hmm. you just buying one off the shelf without yeah. thinking about it? Mm-hmm. And and then we'd say like, there are actually a hundred different lengths and different girths and different shapes. Mm-hmm. And depending mm-hmm. on depending on you, you know, yeah. there's probably yeah. a couple in there that might work. But yeah, you're not buying the, them because you're let's buying not them. Narrow it down as best as we can. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. 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 Um, hey, let me. Just, and now they're actually, you know. I, I just want to ahead, say where we are. We're at Licking Non Vanillas. For anybody who's just jumping in now, I just wanted to give us a little uh, identification. It's Licking Non Vanillas, the podcast. Go ahead, Chris. I was going to say, it's like what's really cool now is we're seeing um, a lot of companies. Oh, there's one called One. Mm-hmm. And I know Love Sense, Love and Sense. Um, I never know. I, I brought up all the other time. I never know how to pronounce their name. Has released like a kind of like uh, pick your own, measure yourself, yeah. and then they'll send you the, mm. the a, a condom to yeah. fit. And so, like I said, there's another company <clears throat> called One that did oh, the same one thing. Condoms are amazing. Where I, you know, I, yep, yep. I test drove them once for an article, mm-hmm. and I was amazed by it. Um, but what's cool about the Love and Sense version? You actually use a smartphone app, you know, to kind of do mm-hmm. it. But it's a little, a little. It's it's they're they're still perfecting it, but. It's still cool that people are recognizing the fact that there's, you know, one of the biggest problems about safer sex is not necessarily that people don't do it, but they don't know how to actually buy mm-hmm. condoms that are comfortable. Yeah. And so they don't use them. And that's a major issue. But yeah, it's cool. Like all the technology, we're actually seeing really kind of a reinvention of the condom. Thank goodness. Yeah, it's way overdue. Um, I'm personally, just in case y'all want a recommendation, um, not necessarily for size, but, but in terms of comfort for the receiving partner, um, glide condoms have actually been some of my favorites and they're vegan and, um, they're larger sizes, a real larger size condom and their snug fit is a real snug fit. Um, so they do some good stuff, but yeah, I, I don't know. I think that there's just, as we get better about not shaming people about their sexual questions, um, mm. that's really what opens the door up to this. You know, it's like until we mm-hmm. were willing to have conversations about like, no, really, this is not the average size of the penis. This is the average size of the penis. Mm. You are just fine. Mm-hmm. Penises come in all kinds of shapes. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're circumcised or uncircumcised, there are often different choices for you. Mm-hmm. But you can't have that conversation unless people are willing to kind of come to the table for that with without feeling like they're going to be judged well yeah that, you know? that, mm-hmm. and that is that is the crux of, of, of it all you know yeah. because we can't we can't get there until we get there you know? yeah yeah um now you know going back and forth over the last couple of days we're emailing each other and things we're going to talk about and all that kind of stuff this is this is a very uh sticky subject in the world today but uh, it was something you mentioned, and I, and I think it would be worth getting into this. Um, the the laws that are going on in Florida, all that crazy, mm-hmm. wacky oh. stuff, you know. Mm-hmm. Ugh, don't get me started. I mean, I, you know, but I've heard I've heard so many different sides of it. I've heard that we're not getting the full story. 
but from both sides. Of course, and this mm. is always the truth, right? You're never getting this whole story. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I just, I, and then and now I just read something from Disney came out about something. They said something. I don't know when they were getting some flack. I, I really, yeah. it's a. You know, it's like anything else, anything. What it's political, religious, emotional. I don't care what it is. You know, uh, you're searching for the greatest Elton John song. It's all coming at you at a hundred miles an hour. You mm-hmm. know, and um, I don't even I don't know I don't even know what's going on to tell you the truth. I, I heard things and I'm like I, heard, I feel like Pachi, uh, De Niro heard some things. You know, um, <laughs> but I, I don't know I don't know where we're going. I don't I don't know what's happening. And I don't want to just I don't want to just willy nilly throw blame at people because yeah. I don't think that works. Yeah, I, I just it's, I mean, it's infuriating. It's absolutely infuriating. The whole situation is a nightmare. I mean, it, it's, um, you know, mm. sorry, go ahead, Chris. <laughs> no, 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 go ahead. I'm, um, I was just saying the, you know, this is all, uh, you know, think of the children. This is everything that we're seeing right now is, yep. um, is think of the children, but it's actually encompassing to me, um, the removal of individual autonomy. Um, mm-hmm. You know, when we say that we can't talk to children about the fact of being gay, we're not mm-hmm. even talking, mm-hmm. you know, like parents are like, they don't want their children to be trained on gay sex. I'm like, nobody's going to train your children on gay sex, you know, for fuck's mm-hmm. sake, people. Like, that's not yeah, actually I, I, how this I works. think it was, it's, well, this is the same with banning books. It's the same with, you know, it's like the pendulum swings and it goes, mm-hmm. you know, and I'm like, is that really what it's we're a, talking about it, here? Is that what the law is? It's a political about? game. It's a political game is what yeah. it is. It's like these right-wing Republicans have found another moral panic. Mm-hmm. Either it's critical race theory or it's or it's transgender people using the, the wrong bathroom, according to them. Mm-hmm. They're just finding some way of standing up there and yelling, oh, my God, like you mm-hmm. just said, think of the children. Yeah. It's bullshit. It's we, based well, on you know, pure we, ignorance and bigotry. To, and it's just infuriating. Yeah, we, I mean, it's just absolutely infuriating. You know, I, I don't, I look, I don't, I don't know any of this. I don't really, I've just heard tinkles of it, you know, and I mm-hmm. usually think, oh, of this it's, stuff. it's, it's you know, it seems to be that there's, there's got to be more to this story and there's got to be, I just know that anytime you truncate anybody's freedom, regardless of what you believe in, right? Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I don't think that's a good thing. Right. And I, and I think that that's a scary thing. Right. And I, I don't, I don't care what your agenda is. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, 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 I mean, the, in Texas, they're trying to get like, go ahead. Oh, I'm oh, sorry. No, I was uh, I was actually going to talk about Texas, too, is Texas is specifically saying that if you are providing um, any kind of supportive care mm-hmm. to a trans youth, um, that you can be reported for child abuse. Um, you know, and and mm-hmm. and I think, you know, when. When we only get our news through the filter of who, you know, there's a there's this great point about like who's telling the story and what is it that they're not telling you? Like that's that's the lens. And when we look at the story through the through um, kind of the way that a lot of that media presents it, it's you know it kind of sets it up for us to think, oh well, you know, children are having genital altering surgery at the age of eight or, you know, the, the, you know, about the don't say gay thing in, in Florida, it's like, you know, they're talking about being gay in, you know, like in kindergarten and, and they're, you know, they're, they're using that as a scare tactic 
in order to shore up their own Mm -hmm. foundation. But the problem is that, you know, we, you know, we've been going through this with the pandemic, too. It's like, where's the line between our personal individual freedom and Mm -hmm. our responsibility to be a a safe community member? Like, where's the community care piece in this? You know, whether or Mm -hmm. not I think that I need to wear a mask personally for me going out, you know, going out with a mask on is showing more care for my community. So I'll do that. You know, that's that's mm-hmm. the metric for me. The metric for other people is that it is more like because of either the community they move in or because of their own decisions, they they would make a different choice. Um, mm-hmm. And and so I think sometimes when we when we get caught up in like, what is what is the potential harm of these laws? Um, I also saw something that I think it was Iowa um, recently wanted to ban termination of pregnancies that are ectopic pregnancies, which cannot possibly result yep. in a live birth and often right, result in right. the death of the mother. Yep. So, so I think the question mm-hmm. that's missing sometimes is how does this affect the people who are most vulnerable in our communities? You know, um, you know, when we talk about like abortion access, you know, we know that there have always been people who've been able to get them, whether or not they're legal or not, based on money and privilege. So the people who are being mm-hmm. harmed the most are the people without those resources. The people who are being harmed the mm-hmm. most in Texas are the people whose parents can't necessarily run the risk of losing custody of their children. So we're 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 basically mm-hmm. penalizing the people who are most at risk um and that's that's the thing that frustrates me sorry and and i will mm-hmm. um <laughs> no, I, I clearly well, no, have I mean, big feelings well no you know it's it's a matter of um i mean i, I guess the I, and i guess i mean i don't know but it seems like this country was kind of developed to give everybody a voice and mm-hmm. right i mean uh, and the laws are that way that everybody has a free as a fair shake and um you can have your opinion and you can do whatever you want with it but it would becomes law and then you start truncating people's freedoms then I, and and also i worry i always worry about legislation when things are legislated mm-hmm. into law you know that's like that's the thing P, jordan peterson was against in in canada was the legislation of, of language and he said you know I'm not against anything here. I'm just saying I don't want it legislated into language. Yeah. And you know, and then you could be arrested for using the wrong or right language, which is pretty freaking scary, yeah. you know. And then then people jumped on, well you're against trans rights. He said that's nothing to do with it. I'm saying about the language. It's, got nothing, it's just that we have to be talking about this language, but it has nothing to do with how I feel or don't feel about that that issue. I just don't want it legislated and I legislation so scares the shit out of me. Mm-hmm. You know, because the government scares the shit out of me all the time. I mean, because why wouldn't it? So the incompetence is is just rampant, and yeah. and and then mm-hmm. and then I also we and we all know once once a law is enacted, it's very hard to get it rescinded, right? I mean, yeah. Once it goes in, it's very hard to take it away. Well, because people get used to it, and they go, "Oh, well, okay, yeah, we know what this is the way it's been for all. Well, we'll just keep going, mm-hmm. and we don't realize well our freedoms are now being." being taken away you know there's a tiny bit of good there's a tiny bit of good news i just read today in texas that the um one the attorney generals of many different areas in texas are refusing to enforce the law okay 
I mean, they're they're refusing to do it. And I think that that says a lot about the legality and the and the ethical question about this, you know, abhorrent, you know, mm. drive to like, you know, criminalize you know trans kids is that the attorney generals are refusing to do it. But also, I just heard a judge has blocked it. Yeah. Now it's only a temporary blockage. But the the thing is, this has nothing really to do with anything except driving up. Once again, like you said it perfectly, Sarah. You you said it's like. It's a political tool. That's the only reason it exists. It's not because of any protecting anybody. It's not about doing what is the right thing. It's not about standing up for any kind of right. It's a political game. And these right-wing pricks do it so well because they can pick something like critical race theory, which is not taught in schools. It's taught in law school. Mm -hmm. And suddenly turning it into this demonic force that's that's out there going for your children. And it's just infuriating. And when you hear what these people are saying, it's not just, you know, a bunch of people sitting around a boardroom saying, yes, we need to protect the rights of. It's these people that are just absolute frothing bigots, you know, claiming that this is like protecting children from being groomed or it's, you know, protecting against, you know, know, sex trafficking. Mm -hmm. It's just absolute freaking bullshit. And these states are just, you know, just becoming, uh, it's now happening in like three or four different states, yeah. Yeah. you know, between, you know, attacking trans kids, it's attacking the right to, you know, help, it's, it's attacking the right to abortion and everything else. And it's all based on this complete hysteria. And it's just absolutely a nightmare. Is, you know, most of, most of what we're seeing in the discourse, I would say in the political arena in the last, oh man, maybe 15, 20 years has always, has been motivated by an ideology on either side yeah and the problem with that is that you know it can, you can get stuck there and you can get emote and you can get emotional about it you know as opposed to yeah. like chris just said is this lawful see that that at the end of the day we have at least we like to think we have that to go by right mm-hmm. we can say look is this lawful and i i mean that's you got to start there because that's that's what we and you want to change the laws change the laws right that's what we do all the time right we amend and we do all that stuff mm-hmm. but yeah. is this lawful first and foremost and then and then yeah the, the rest of it's the rest of it's in a, in a gray area because you can say well i believe this i don't believe this and i don't want this in my laws but i do you know and it's a moral cause and i, I you know whatever but just start with that first is this lawful and that that some yeah. t- i'm not saying it's always going to happen but sometimes that'll solve the problem because you say well uh, this this isn't the the law. You can't do this. This is against the law. And if we don't, no, you know, if we don't, and if it isn't, and you're doing it, and you got to move out of the state, or you got to change the law, then that happens too. And that's that's happened all all through the history of the country. You know. I would actually say that um, rather than looking at whether it's lawful, we should be asking ourselves what is what is fair and just to our to our community. Um, you know, mm-hmm. the, I think the biggest thing that I am taking or one of the big things that I'm taking out of the experience of, you know, living through a pandemic uh, in a community that is very populated with queer, trans, um, you know, non-binary. And a lot of my friends are people who are immunocompromised or people with disabilities, um, is that a lot of us dived back into community care in a big way. Um, Mm -hmm. The ways that the LGBT community survived the 70s and the 80s was people took care of each other because we knew that the world wasn't going to take care of us. Um, you mm-hmm. know, uh, people, you know, I, when I was 
Um, in my late teens, I went with a friend of mine to hospice for uh, some to spend time with gay men who were dying from AIDS that had nobody around them. And there weren't, you know, this was this was just no, this was still Reagan era when I was going. Mm. So so, you know, AIDS didn't actually exist, you know, and it was a plague right, right. and it was attacking the people it should be. Um, but whether or not, you know, whatever the laws were, it comes back to me to how are we compassionate with our with our fellow humans? And and I think mm -hmm. that's that's the thing that I it, it hurts because I see people talking over top of each other and assuming things that aren't necessarily true. And that's also the place that I think folks like us can have an influence on the discourse by sharing our own stories, by creating a platform for people who aren't like us to be able to share their experiences. You know, um, one of the things that I'm really committed to with my podcast is to highlight voices of people whose voices would otherwise not be highlighted, you know, and and I do think it's really important. You know, ha let's have somebody on who is asexual, who's going to talk about how how that works in their mm -hmm. life. Let's have people who are trans and non-binary talk about their lives and their experiences, because that way, hopefully we can share that, hey, the way that you do things is totally valid for you, and it's also different for everybody. And maybe mm -hmm. maybe by sharing those stories, we create more tolerance. I mean, this is my philosophy, and I'm, I'm holding on to it because it gives some, some purpose. <laughs> you, you know, I mean, you have to feel like what you're doing has purpose. And for me, mm. it, for mm -hmm. me it's about helping people realize that they are 100% valid and worthy of respect, and their bodies are... Are, are are valuable however their body is you know because i feel like you know we start with we start with sex we start with like hey are my fantasies okay are the ways that i want to get yeah, off okay yeah. um am mm -hmm. i enough of a partner or enough of a person and when we kind of get down to the root of like oh that's that's actually a big piece of self esteem it's one of the reasons why i do sex ed because when i was coming out of my marriage in my late 20s my ex-husband had lots of opinions about how i wasn't adequate mm -hmm. and when i <clears throat> when i realized that actually the fantasies that i had were not only shared by lots and lots of other people but people might find me appealing and want to do those with me mm -hmm. That was a mm -hmm. that was a pivotal moment in my own personal self esteem, and I know that that is the thing that happens for a lot of us. And so, oh, I'm sure that's true. I'm for very me, sure. it's you know, it's like people with really good self esteem don't want to attack other human beings for not. Mm -hmm. being, I think that's generally true. I think yeah. that because if that if that's the case, if you have a pretty good sense of yourself and you're aware, you're relatively em 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 you know you're you're empathetic, and yeah. you probably in your in your own sense don't want to be fucked with so yeah. you're like i don't want to fuck with anybody else like i just yeah. i don't mm -hmm. i don't want anybody fucking with me and telling me anything that i'm doing is right or wrong whatever i mean I, we so, see, we see this at kink events you know you get you get newer dominants that come in that haven't figured out all of the ways that dominance is authentic for them 
Mm. And and they feel right. like they're supposed to show up a certain way, so that's how oh, they yeah, show that's up. Oh yeah, that's true. That's but very then, true. But then, but but then they also look at everything else as like, well, that's not right because that's not what I'm doing. Oh what? And, and it's like, uh, oh yeah, man. oh yeah. But yeah. you know, eventually, if they stick around long enough and they see enough other people that do it different ways that are all having great consensual fun, you know, they start to go like, oh well, where is my authentic self in this? And well, that's mm-hmm. that's yeah. when it's beautiful. You know, well, it's the, like, you know what happens, Chris and I have seen it happen, you know, because we're so evolved. But we've seen it happen at, at, <laughs> at the conventions where we said often that there's there's kind of like this this hierarchy almost. Well, that's not mm-hmm. really legitimate because it's not that. And I, I oh, do yeah. this, but I don't do it to that degree. So it's not as legitimate as you who do it to that degree. Yeah. And it's all that weird. And mm-hmm. I'm like, no, 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 none of that. No, no, for sexual cool. deviance, we are a bunch of judgmental motherfuckers. I know. Well, you know, you know tell me about it. Well, you know, human beings you, are. You know, we, we, <laughs> that is one of the things we do in order to, in order to to assess. We do yeah. that, right? We we unfortunately we judge and we mm-hmm. we put in put in spots and we make little clicks and join them or don't join them and we feel comfortable when we do and what the whole thing yeah. and we have a bunch oh, yeah. of opinions. And oh, what yeah. we have to do is try to get over that, right? And and just mm-hmm. just approach somebody before we judge them, which is not, you know, we, yeah. we're all flawed, flawed. We all do. I mean, none of us are Jesus Christ, you know. Um, so. but t- despite what people yell in bed with me, I guess. Okay. Well, I, look, that is, <laughs> <laughs> you, you know, you know, you know, you know Chris. You, you, did I ever show you how Jesus bites his nails? No, no, no. Come here. Oh, oh, oh. oh, I think I've heard this oh, one. Go oh, ahead, though. Oh, oh, oh. That's a bad um, one, right? I have... Oh, my, 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 favorite, my favorite one is Jesus is incoming. He's just breathing hard. <laughs> That's pretty good. Um, I, a friend of mine had a t-shirt that says, Jesus loves me, but I still make him use a condom. Um, <laughs> I love that. That's great. It's very old. It's very That's old. But, you know, he can't yeah. eat M&Ms because they roll through the holes in his hands. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, somebody out there is getting offended right now. Um, I know. That's what I'm here for. And that's to you, to you, gentle listener, I would say, embrace the challenge. Embrace right. the well, challenge. Well, I, I would say that we're, we're, we're making fun because there they ain't nothing bad about that guy if he existed or not. That whole message of love is a oh, great message. No, right? I'm. Oh, I'm, I call myself Satan's hand puppet. So there you go. Yeah, you know saying? Like that whole message of loving people—that's a great message, man. That's I'm sorry, Chris. You said Satan's hand puppet, and I was just yeah. like, yes. I, I did this hand because that's the hand that I normally use. Oh yeah, that's yeah, yeah exactly, use, exactly. Right? It's yeah. like, yeah. and when you, that's, that's the old joke. It's like when you when you go to a kingster and say, "Make a fist," they do this. Yeah. You know, so we 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 used to say like uh, "Silent Duck." Okay. Yeah, yeah that's, that's how you that's, tell mm-hmm. people like for for fisting. It's silent duck. Silent duck. Silent yep. duck. So, that was you know um, that was my uh, Chris. That was my martial arts name. Silent duck. <laughs> silent duck. <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> See, we need we need to integrate a martial art and sex. So there has to be like a sexual martial art. That would be one of them. It was like a you know, leaping condom and um, <laughs> fisting would be tai chi. <laughs> That's true. Mm-hmm. Because fisting true. is such a slow, gentle, slow. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. and it's it yeah. is it is that and doing things like needle play and body modification mm-hmm. are yeah, probably the two most spiritual of of the kink practices yeah, that I, have, I, I, yeah. I do because they both really require this amazing connection and intention. Yeah, and and I think that's you know. I, 
I got to present for a online uh, educational event called King Between the Lines a little earlier this year, and it was absolutely mind-blowing. And the event mm. was specifically geared to people who experience marginalization within the kink community. So there mm-hmm. were specifically... Um, workshops for people who are autistic. There were specifically workshops oh, for people who are dealing with aging, physical disabilities. Um, mm-hmm. My partner and I did one. Um, we co-taught on physical and mental health in power exchange relationships. My partner has a cancer diagnosis. Wonderful. I have PTSD. Sometimes it's like who, who, you know, the person who's doing the things is not necessarily the one you would think. Um, but kind of right-sizing that because those are experiences that if we're all lucky to live long enough, we will all be having disability issues at some point in our lives. And mm. as kinky oh, people, when so much of our self-esteem and our identity comes from what we can do, you know, it's not just the tops. Okay. I talk, I've talked to, I talked to a wonderful person Um, who said, you know, I want to engage in a relationship as a submissive, but I'm in a wheelchair and I can't use my hands and I don't know what service I could provide. And I I kind of walked through like, well, what is it that you do for friends? What is it that you do for work? Because Mm. there are a thousand different ways to offer service. It's just believing that you have something that's worthy of of offering and have somebody that sees you as worthy of giving service. Everything Mm -hmm. else is just the details. Right. You know, Um, but yeah, that that was such a great event because it reminded me that there's more than just, you know, the physical act of swinging a whip, Um, you know, that it Mm -hmm. it really is. There's so much more subtlety to it that I I think, you know, it's like that that's not what some of the porn is created to show. But I think this is Mm -hmm. where stories like Chris, like the, you know, stories that I've read of yours really kind of touch into the whys and the the really soul-nourishing parts of doing kink and doing um, polyamory. It's like, yes, it is great for sex, and also it is amazing for interpersonal connection. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, that is true. I mean, well, thank you so you much. That means a lot to me. He blow smoke up his ass, but it's true. He, he does do that better <laughs> than, than most people I know. He does it 100% better than I do. Aww. Um no, but it's true. <laughs> but I'm uh, for sure. But I'm, I, I can't thank you enough, and I really can't thank you enough, uh, Sarah, for like you know talking about and bringing up things like you know uh, you know disability, aging, mm-hmm. you know uh, you know you know all kinds of different issues that just simply are not talked about, and also giving a voice and a place for people to feel safe about discussing that. Mm-hmm. And it's very true. It's like we just you know, especially in sex and kink, we have a tendency to just like automatically fall back to this normalization fallacy. Mm-hmm. That you know, it's unless you are something, you know, fill in the blank, then you are, you know, we don't, we're not seeing you. You're invisible, yeah, right. Or it's yeah. something you don't want to talk about. It's like aging. Like I, I go through like mobility issues, depression, and all kinds of different issues. But there are things that are often just invisible, yeah. and it's extremely infuriating. And then again, it's like what you're talking about, Rafael, too. It's like we need to be more empathetic. That's what makes this whole situation going back, you know, mm-hmm. to what we're talking before about, you know, in in Texas and Florida, so infuriating is like they pretend. This is about children, but they don't care about them. They're yeah. just political, you know, chess pieces. Yeah. If they really cared about the kids, they would listen to them yeah. right, and right. find out what they need. Yeah, How yeah. can we help? 
right. as opposed to telling them, right. you know, or or thinking that they're protecting them for some mythical thing when all they need is to be heard and respected and listened to, Man, and just yeah. you know, a sense of empathy. I got protected. I, I got I got protected outside of the house and abused in the house. So it's not yeah, like really you know, it's not. So like, it ha- you know, that's the thing too. And not everybody's got the same story, right? Yeah. That's the thing. So you have to be sympathetic to the fact that people come at you with a whole bunch of different mm-hmm. ways that things are going on you know yeah yeah it's the yeah. underpinnings of who we are as human beings and you know i think this is this is one of the things that frustrates me is we refuse to see human beings as sexual beings and unless mm-hmm. certain mm-hmm. you know certain things happen oh, yeah we, well, like culturally said, yeah we, unless you fall into this certain category absolutely yeah. absolutely i mean yeah, and i mean know. i think that's yeah I How many times uh, do you see people who are in their fifties, sixties, and seventies in porn? You know, yeah. it's there's there's well, some. It, 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 and it feeds to body dysmorphia and all the oh, problems yeah. that we do have. You know, I mean, oh yeah, you know, like Chris was saying, the things you have to get over and they, that are you that you're just going through yourself that you don't you know that you don't share with anybody else that gets you makes that hinders your day. You know. Yeah. And I'm like, mm-hmm. my, in my case, it's just my my incredible wonderfulness. It's so hard to get over, <laughs> and tripping over my own ego is just is just well, ridiculous. Yeah, but but there's, but there's a reason for it. So <laughs> I just have to <laughs> look. I'm just trying to lighten it up as we come to the no, end. Here. You know, it's. But I think I think the okay. So I'll I'll put the I'll put a little bit of a bow on the package. Would yeah, good. You, you do that because okay. I'd rather you than me. Um, you know, I think the one thing though that we are seeing is. As these things come up, it causes people to act in ways that are actually uplifting the voices of people whose voices aren't heard. And in in this case, Mm -hmm. we're talking about children. You know, how many people... I don't have kids. Fuck if I want kids. I got a hedgehog. That's about all of the dependent I can handle. (laughs) Chris Um, and I don't have kids either. But I, you know, when when somebody tells me that there is a new law that is threatening the ability of children to be respected and heard, Mm. that makes me speak out about what, you know, and it it makes me look for who are the people, who are the helpers, to paraphrase... Mm -hmm. You know, mm-hmm. Mr. Rogers, who are the people who are in there that are working to make sure that these children are actually taken care of? Mm-hmm. And, you mm-hmm. know, so it, it does kind of help us direct our energy in ways that can be very positive. Mm-hmm. But it, but again, I think some of this is what are our stories? You know, yeah. most of mm-hmm. us grew up different as kids. Mm. You know, I'm what is what is my story as a kid who's been abused? What is my story as a woman who's had an abortion? I mm. tell those stories because hopefully if enough of us share our stories, we take away the stigma and we take away the oh, shame. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. It's it's like what happened with with gay marriage. It's like it's really hard to be against something when the nice gentlemen who who live two doors down always come up and shovel your your yeah. sidewalk in the winter. Mm-hmm. You know when when there's a face to it, and there's there and there's a kind face that you've already got a little bit of trust in that's showing you like actually that thing that you were told isn't true. That's true. That's true. You know, yeah. so mm-hmm. so the value yeah. of our voices is incredibly important right now. Well, we value yours Aww. very much, and we Absolutely. value yours. Very Always much wonderful. Today. See how I wrap that up? How, just, how have we been already talking this long? I run my mouth so fucking much. No, 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 sorry, no, no. You don't. No, 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 <laughs> no, 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 no. Very, very <laughs> valuable and substantive. Um, okay. 
Sarah, you so Sarah, you're traveling tomorrow, so have Godspeed, as they say. Enjoy oh, the I weather. Got, look, y'all fly Southwest ever? I have book. Yeah, I yeah. I have uh, boarding position A three tomorrow. Good for you. Oh wow! Good for you. Back. Yeah, it's great. Um, I had to use my uh, fancy schmancy uh, travel card to good for you, to say man. like good for you. I'm good. I'm the big boss. Um, good but you know for they're you. serving and that's really worth it these days. Alcohol on Southwest flights again. Okay. So okay. Um, oh dear. So mama's well, gonna have a little drinky. How long is that a flight for you? It's a three. It's three hours. Pretty much everything okay. in the United States is three hours. That's not too bad. Yeah, I know. No matter where you go. Yeah. You know. Um, yeah, three hours ain't bad. No, no it's no. not bad. That's that's Sarah, like one just, good just, whiskey. It, yeah. Yeah. Right. In, <laughs> that's how we can judge the time. And Sarah, enjoy your time out I there, will. and we've enjoyed you very much. And um, real quick, tell people how they can find you. What's the uh, addresses and the URLs and all that kind of stuff? Um, I'm going to so, write it up for, for us. <laughs> um, you can find all of my information at my rarely updated website, which is Sarah Sloane, with an E, uh, <laughs> .net. Um, our podcast is called, is called Social Intercourse with Sarah Sloane, and you can subscribe to it pretty much any dang where that you can subscribe to podcasts. Um, the link is also in my on my website. And uh, we're on the Twitters and the Instagrams and the Facebooks and all of the all of the way that these kids connect these days. These kids so, today, oh, my God. So somebody told me the other day they said uh, he was making a joke uh, for students and he said Al Gore did not invent the Internet. And somebody right, said, right. oh, I thought that's where the term algorithm came from. Oh, man. That's, <laughs> oh, that's great. That's great. I love that. That's good. Very good. All right. Well, thank you very much, Sarah. Absolutely. It's been a absolutely the second absolutely. time. And, yeah, uh, you know, we'll thank you, Sarah. It was wonderful. Yeah, anytime, and we'll guys. And maybe y'all can come join me on my podcast for an evening. We would love it. I would love to. Anytime. Absolutely. Excellent. Yeah. Excellent. Oh. I will crack the calendar open. Anytime. Okay. <laughs> this has been Licking on Vanilla with me, Ralph Greco Jr., and over there with Chris, otherwise known as M. Christian. And our, our wonderful guest today was Sarah Sloan. We call her Sarah Sloan. Eh? Anyway, <laughs> uh, we'll see you soon, kids. Bye, my little droogies, and we'll see you soon. Bye-bye! Mm-hmm. Take us off, Mark. Bye-bye! And visit us on the web at www.lickingnonvanilla.com. <laughs> <laughs>